welcome to episode 94 is the number. Correct. But this isn't just your regular episode, baby. This is, nope. it is time for us at the PlayStation Report, being Frank and Tyler, to tell you about the greatest games of 2017. And goddamn 2017, man, Tyler. How, how do you feel about 2017? Um, I feel 2017 is a good year for entertainment. Yes. Beyond that, yeah, it's debatable. Yeah. Yeah. But, but for in the world of video games, movies, TV shows, there was some very, very quality stuff. Absolutely. Some all-timers. It has been fantastic for entertainment. Yes. As in, great for the fans. I'm not so sure that, like, outside of entertainment, like, people are having fun around this stuff because you know some some things have some some of these uh entertainment things have had some things to say about the world yeah for sure for sure and i i think overall in 2017 the games and media that has like struck me the most or stuff that actually kind of reflects how 2017 feels like the the kind of uh, re- relationship it has, the tonal shifts it has from what's going on in real life and then what you come home to in video games. I think there are certain video games that more or less like I, I don't think they were aware of it because of just how games are made. But they seem to like really reflect that the the whole like shifting of tones like from like being in the real world and then finally being able to sit down and play a video game. Some games even within that have those kinds of shifts. And I, I think that's that's one of the things that really stands out to me in 2017. Yeah, definitely. There's some video games that you see from this year where you go, video games are growing up more and more. You know, they're they're dealing with more and more difficult themes and newer themes that they've never really dealt with before. It's getting into like some real shit this year, man. Like, yeah, a lot of games just went for some real ass relatable stuff that might not even might not be comfortable to think about but it's something that we that we as a society need to talk about agreed oh boy where do we want to start man it's it's been man i'll talk about it later but man i i stayed up until fucking 4 a.m playing a video game last night that i'm going to talk about today not necessarily for our playstation list god damn and if you can hear that, we're under construction here. We're building our lists. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, we're back. Um, sorry about that. Um, just had a little uh, little stuff we had to sort out. Yeah. We're back. We're going to continue this podcast for all of you lovely human beings. I hope you all yeah. had a happy holiday out there. Hope you spent some time with your families. Tyler, what'd you eat? What'd you eat on Christmas Day? What did I have on Christmas Day? Oh, turkey. Oh. Turkey, mashed potatoes. My mom makes the best fucking mac and cheese. So she made that too. Nice. What'd you have? So uh I this is like the first uh Christmas that I haven't had turkey. Like at all. Wow. Uh, yeah. Instead, I woke up at like fucking four in the morning and put in a pot roast in the in a crock pot. 
with some uh, onions, some uh, celery, carrots, and potatoes, and let that cook for a good while. I had that. That was good. That sounds good. Some meat and vegetables. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. Put a little bit of starch in there, get those carbs. Mmm. Yum, 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 yum. But yeah, that was that was delicious, man. It's the first time I ever I ever cooked a pot roast. And it turned out well. But it's Christmas Day I spent I just looked at my Twitch stats. I spent eleven hours Christmas Day streaming. Wow. What were you playing? Uh, so in the morning I was playing some Call of Duty, some 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 PUBG, uh, and some Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, mixed in a little bit of Rocket League there, trying to get back into that game a bit, trying to get my skills up. But yeah, it's right on. It, it was fun, and then uh, <laughs> my fucking I I decided at ten o'clock at night I would boot up my stream. And start a game called Doki Doki Literature Club. And by God. I've heard things. That game is not what it looks like. <laughs> that is as much as I want to say. But if you're thinking it's just some weeb ass fucking uh, dating sim game where you take advantage of schoolgirls, that's uh, that's not what it is, even though it looks like that. Mm -hmm. It is so fucking different. And I, I would encourage everyone to fucking play that game. It, it'll, it's on PC, but it'll run pretty much on any computer. It's not that intensive on hardware. It's like a... What, what are they called? Graphic novels or whatever. Yeah. Right? And it what has some turns. And it, at points, I, it's very, it hints towards what it is. But it doesn't directly tell you until it like for just fucking snaps in one second. Mm. And it's just oh god. Yeah, I I think you need to play this game, Tyler. Maybe yeah. maybe even play it with the Beyonce if she's comfortable with that kind of stuff. Maybe. She's not very into like Japanese and anime stuff, oh. so Oh dang! So I'd probably have to play that on my own, mm. but it's—I've heard some things. It sounds intriguing. I mean, it, I've it's, never. It might even be a good one to get like people, like get the crew gathered around and just all play it together, like just to just to see it play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never played any of those like graphic novel sort of games. Mm -hmm. It is. This is but. this is the first time in a while that I've played one. And goddamn, it's it did not turn out the way I expected, and it made me. I was sitting awake in bed at four a.m. in the morning, thinking about this game. <laughs> I, I could not fucking fall asleep for the life of me. Yeah, well, I couldn't fall asleep last night because one, I was drinking an energy drink and finished it a little bit too late, like maybe like eleven o'clock sort of thing, but um. We'll dive into it later when we start putting our list together. But Frank, I've really turned around on Nier. What? I played Nier for four fucking hours last night, the opening like four hours, and I was so blown away by it this time around. I don't know, man. That 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 game was just clicking with me. Everything about it. Dude, you're only on the A playthrough. Baby. I know, exactly. And like I'm only in the beginning and I'm like, fuck, all I want to play is near right now. Um 
it's good. It's good. It's it. it so I played that demo whenever earlier in the year, and it just was not what I. I wasn't impressed by it, but going back to it, like you play through that same sequence again in one, it, it looks way better. I mean, this isn't the prettiest game in the world, but it looks way better than in that demo, in my opinion. In, in two, like, I think just having some of the story context in and around it helps because of, you know, some things that happened before and after. Um, it's very good. The only thing so far, and I'm not going to criticize it too much, but it has this just high adrenaline, fucking insane opening. Yeah. And then it throws you into the open world sort of area and it's just it gets a little it slows down a little bit yeah. it slowed down a little bit too much where i'm like fuck i just wish they kind of would would cut down on on this a little bit but we'll see where that goes because like i said i've i've only explored that maybe it only let me go like maybe two times um to you know be like hey go do whatever um, yeah i i definitely agree that like maybe the open world aspect of that game might it, it's definitely the weakest part of the game but i, I i'm i've come or i when i i'm so i'm like probably about halfway through my b playthrough and i i plan on finishing the rest of them during my holiday break um and it's I, everything else totally makes up for the weak open world and maybe maybe yeah, the maybe the not necessarily up to standard platinum combat like yeah. they it's it's not it's i don't think this game is at all about the combat it's i think this game is just a just there to carry the narrative yeah i, I you know i enjoy the combat platinum has had better combat systems in the past for sure and but so far, I agree with you. It's about the narrative and it's about the way that this game explores different themes and the way it does narratives in a video game, you know, with multiple playthroughs and all that stuff that that really, really kind of make it something special. So we can talk more about that later. I'm, but, I'm really excited for you to finish that game. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic and it's definitely on the list right now because I finished Life is Strange finished steam world dig two and i'm about halfway through south park so i'm kind of just trucking through that so i'll probably kind of go back and forth a little bit on both of those a little bit more towards south park just to to finish that one up but that that game's good too but i am fully on board with this shit yeah i we'll probably have have more to talk about that game in the future especially once i at least I finished a few more playthroughs and maybe you'll, maybe you'll be tempted to do the more additional playthroughs as well. And I hope mm -hmm. you are. It but, sounds like if you aren't, that game won't reach the same, like it's maximum potential. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I'm sure you can have a good time on just one playthrough, but it's the multiple playthroughs that really make that game special. Yeah. So. I, it, the way, like the way it offers up different perspectives, I, I think there's, it's it says a lot about everything overall and makes you think about your other playthroughs yeah like at least so far in my b playthrough i'm 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 having some thoughts about how i handled my a playthrough just how how i thought about that as i was playing that and then i i, I learned some things that made me think otherwise and i'm, <laughs> I'm conflicted um but yeah this is a, this is going to be our game of the year show so 
Man, do we do we just want to fucking hammer it out right now? Yeah, I mean, we're going to come up with the 10 best PlayStation games. And then we have some other uh, kind of categories that we're just going to talk about and talk about some other games as well. But we're going to hammer out these are the 10 best games you can play on PlayStation from 2017. Now, so we put our list together based off of uh, a point system sort of. So we're going to, to hash it out and, and move some things around all that stuff. But right now we have 14 games that we're going to be chatting about in the bottom up resident evil seven Fortnite battle royale destiny two next machina prey pyre steam world dig two persona five near automata life is strange before the storm uncharted the lost legacy wolfenstein two hellblade and horizon zero dawn all right and we got to get this down to 10 mm-hmm. those 10 need to be in the best of orders i'm going to make an offer right now okay I'm willing to cut Fortnite if you're re- willing to cut uh, Resident Evil 7. Uh, yes. All right. I agree. It, you know, I think both of those things are good, especially Resident Evil 7. I think the towards the end, it kind of loses what made it special in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, man, those those opening hours are fantastic in that game. And it it is it's certainly my favorite VR game that I've played so far, and I've played quite a bit of VR and uh, playing that front to back in VR was a special experience to me. And uh-huh. it, though it made me feel a little bit sick at times, I, I, it was, there was enough immersiveness there to help me power through it. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't think destiny two belongs on this list. Okay. That's fair. Unless, unless you, it wasn't on your list at all. But to me, I look at it and I go, there's 10 other games that are way better than Destiny 2. I was playing some Destiny 2 last night, getting into that dawning event that they're doing right now. And I just, after a little bit, I just kind of looked around and said, I'm, what am I doing? Like, I just felt like I was completely wasting my time in that game. And then I played near, and then I was very happy. So I just don't think Destiny 2 belongs on here. All right. Get rid of destiny. There we go. Beat you to it. Ah, darn. Ah. I see. Destiny 2 to me was a game that... Shit, I'm changing another thing, man. I just had this realization, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I... Destiny 2 is a game that I really bounced off of, and that, that, that'll come into play later when we talk about our other awards and stuff like that and how we felt about games in general. But I think Destiny 2 was one where I was like, I beat the campaign. We de- never really managed to get a raid group together, and from what I heard, the raid was frustrating and not necessarily the most fun, and it's just reuses mechanics and rehashes mechanics that we've already seen in Destiny. Yeah, in... You know, even beyond, you know, not doing the raid, uh, you, you look around at Destiny 2 and go, like, what is the end game? Because I like playing the Crucible, but it definitely isn't as fun as... Um, it, it just doesn't hold me as much as the first game did. Um, and then, you know, the strikes and all that fun stuff just isn't as fun to go back to, you know, there's not really a quest system. There's not a 
you know, a book that you're filling out and checking things off. Like there really isn't much of an end game there for even people that don't want to do the raid every week. You know, it it was a, it was a great experience to play through until you get to the end. Cause then you get to the end and you go, okay, you know, I, you know, I'm going to run the nightfall for the first time. That's a lot of fun. What else? (laughs) You know, it's like they want a game that's like has you persistently playing it, but they don't have the stuff there for you to want to do that. Like they, yeah. they want you to keep playing this game because they want to make money, obviously, which isn't a crime. But they also right. don't do the thing that's necessary to make me want to play that video game. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So oh, I didn't I didn't really talk about Fortnite very much, but I, I think Fortnite Battle Royale is a very interesting game that came out this year. And I, it's a, it's a very interesting situation how that came up uh, out of um, mm-hmm. being the owner of Unreal Epic Games. Uh, basically, they they made a Battle Royale game after PUBG, and it's the first one after PUBG that that got people's attention, really. And it, for better or for worse, like it, it, it got its attention from that. But it's such a different game than PUBG, and I I think it has its own merits. The whole building system, the whole like uh, the way the way they've been handling that game, it runs so well on console. Whereas I I played some of that PUBG on Xbox One. It's bad. It is yeah. dreadfully bad. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for a long time to dive into that. I'm not sure how much they can fix in that because the UI is just dreadful. Anytime I want to open up my inventory and manage like attachments and stuff, it is just it is so slow and it makes you so vulnerable in a game where you have to do things quickly mm-hmm. and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can tell that Fortnite Battle Royale was made with console in mind, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they beat PUBG to the punch as the first, you know, major player on console. And I think it's paid off for them. Yeah. And for sure. all the additions and stuff like that, they, they have a like it's free to play and they have a smart system in which like, yeah. you buy a battle pass and you can unlock extra cosmetic stuff and if you play enough you can actually earn back your money and just a little bit more i i actually did a little bit more math on that like you can actually earn back more than the money you put into it right for v bucks wise because v bucks are the premium currency you can actually earn more premium currency if you play enough than what you put in and you can buy the next season and it has and it's not like it's arbitrary when the season's going to end like there's a fucking number there's it's very clear when the season's going to end and i i feel like uh of all things in 2017 about video games i think having a little bit of clarity about what's going on in your video game is something that we can all appreciate a little bit more especially after what destiny has done mm-hmm. agreed and and the thing is too is like even if you don't want to buy into all those cosmetic things with uh fortnite like there's a hell of a game there for you still you know that's that's very fun to play mm-hmm. i think it'll only get better too you know i think the whole building aspect definitely separates it enough from PUBG. oh yeah you like know? I can like there's some strategy there. I'm not good at the building, which is exactly why I can't seem to win a solo game 
because mm-hmm. it's always somebody who is so efficient at building and so good at like figuring out like what pieces to build and like where to build stairs and where to build f- like floor or ceiling tiles and walls and stuff. It's like people are so fucking good at that game already and I, I'm already behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just got to put that 50 v 50 mode back, man. It is back. It's back. For is limi- it? It's back for a limited time again. Oh, good. I'm not. I haven't actually read into what how long that's going, but it, it has been back, and I played some fifty v fifty on stream. Hopefully, limited time means forever. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's a fun ass game mode. Like it is, and that's just another thing. You know, even if it's something simple like that, that's just another thing to separate it from PUBG. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think a fifty v fifty mode would work with PUBG? You've you've played it so. I think people have done it because they offer custom games to certain like trusted streamers uh, and stuff like pe- popular okay. streamers. They get their own uh, or even media outlets get their own like custom servers that they can uh, make different rules and stuff for. So it, I think it's happened. I don't think it. I'm not sure. I, I could see it working, but also like I don't know. I don't know if that would be the fun way to play that game because mm-hmm. it's yeah. such a it's such a more tight like it's such more uh not tight but more intense game just the way that i think the visual style like sets it apart i think like the pacing of it as well like the way the circle moves and the use of vehicles and stuff like that there, there are some things about the map also i think i think PUBG is different in that way just the way it tailors players to approach that game hmm. All right. Well, one game has to go. Yeah. Oh, God. I think we're probably looking at either SteamWorld Dig 2, Pyre Prey, or Next Machina going. Yeah. I mean... Because I think those top seven, you know, not in the order that they are, but I think those need to stay on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So, there's probably not much that I can say to convince you about Pyre, and we'll probably get into that later. I don't know. I I have a feeling that's going to be the sacrifice I'm going to have to make. Doesn't have to come come to that. What what's your what's your what's your case? So my case is that it's it's something so different from Supergiant, like, and it's it's a good change. They surprised us by giving us a sports game visual uh, graphic novel and i think the characters in in it are excellent i think visually it is one of the most stunning stylish video games of the year i think its soundtrack is among the best of the year it got snubbed at the game awards i feel like it could have competed in that category more so than maybe some of the nintendo games that were on that fucking list um so i i think the characterization and just the whole overall theme and what you've learned to realize what you as the night wings are actually supposed to be in this world and how you the kind of subtext i like there there's some sub themes that you have to like read into a little bit about how society is structured in that world and what you're actually trying to accomplish in like sort of forming a kind of a revolution in society. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Pyre 
in 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 here's spoiler why it has my rubber ball award which we'll talk about later of like i played that game i loved it what i played and it was beautiful but then other things started to come out and then i didn't play it for a little while and i tried to go back to it and i just couldn't like something about it just wasn't grabbing me anymore but you know i can i could see it being on this list I could be willing to give up Steam World Dig 2. Hmm. Steam World Dig 2, you know, I mean, it, it has an amazing visual style. It, you know, I love its kind of carve your own path sort of gameplay. Just like, here's the objective, figure it out, how to get there. And, and the, the secrets that you're discovering along the way and, and, the gameplay loop of constantly going a little bit further, getting a little bit more money, going back up, upgrading yourself, you know, getting a bigger wallet or whatever to backpack, you know, more light. So now you can go further. You can hold more and keep going, keep doing the same thing. And, uh, kind of that gameplay loop is, is extremely addicting. It's extremely relaxing. I love the soundtrack of the game as well. Uh, and, I like the boss fights too. I thought they were fun in 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 uh, in a Steam World dig sort of way. I liked how it just kind of gave you new upgrades along the way that just completely opened up the map in completely new ways for you. Um, hmm. I can I can but I can see it going off this list. So I. I'm going to provide a little bit of criticism of SteamWorld Dig 2. There wasn't much for me in, like, it felt like they wanted you to be driven towards finding the original character from SteamWorld, the first SteamWorld Dig, with very little to provide context for that in like in that I haven't played the first SteamWorld Dig, so they yeah. need, they need to do something in SteamWorld Dig 2 to get me to want to do that. I now it, I don't think the story was really the focus of this game. I think it was just a no. fun a fun game to go dig around in, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but I I don't I'm not sure that it that it quite hangs with some of the other games on this list. Uh, I, like I think it's either Steamworld Dig 2 or Pyre that comes off this list. And I think Pyre is probably the one to keep because Pyre also is a little bit more like original in its gameplay. Like, I don't know. There's really nothing like Pyre. I felt playing it. Um, and that art style is just fucking beautiful. But I think Prey and Next Machida need to be on this list too. Okay. Especially going to say especially prey prey to me is I mean, like prey, the most underrated game of this year yeah prey narrowly missed my list like i'm, I'm not like that would have been my number 11 game is prey mm-hmm. but then i had to go and fucking finish life is strange before the storm <laughs> yeah and then that yeah. just instantly got shot up yeah so i can i can let go steam will take two i love it a lot okay but it's a, but it's okay okay 
I'll allow you to do the honors. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. It's an amazing game. Go play. Um, yeah, I don't know why you did it like this. Like, we should just have a... We should just... Hold on. Let me... Well, I mean, they're going to need to be numbered eventually. And then just put them... How about we get rid of these lists? Or we can move these lists and then just use the 1 to 10 on the left hand side there. All right, sure. Go ahead. Scooter up, baby. And then just get rid of these. Yeah, we're, we're, if you don't know, we're doing this in a Google Doc right now. Just sliding and editing stuff in a shared Google Doc. Google Doctor. This is not an endorsement. Google does not pay us to talk about Google Docs. Hey, man, Google Docs is great. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Google Docs Love is a great Google tool. Docs. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So this is so the 10 we have to work with. Oh, yeah. Fuck that up. <sighs> uh, so the 10 we have to work with are Horizon Zero Dawn, Hellblade, Wolfenstein 2, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, Life is Strange, Before the Storm, Near Automata, Persona 5, Pyre, Prey, and Next Machina. I, I think Nier is too low on this list. And I know I've only played four hours of it, but I think it needs to be way higher. How would you think about this? Is that good? I think it's flopping stuff. I, I think that's a great spot. I would yes. argue that the top three need to stay in the top three maybe reshuffled mm -hmm. because in the top three right now we have horizon zero dawn hellblade wolfenstein 2 i feel like yes. those three games need to stay in that top three now let's sort, let's sort out the bottom here i think next machina can stay at number 10 yes yeah i mean that that game is is very fucking good and it yeah. is a treat to play uh there wasn't too much there to uh keep me coming back to it over and over again not in like a bad way it's just it, it didn't hook me like say there, was, there wasn't it, a real loop there like uh Yes. No, there wasn't really a loop in Resogun either, but uh, I feel like they didn't. Uh, Resogun had weekly kind of challenges and stuff, whereas um, Next Machina was a little bit less frequent with like the kind of challenges that it like it updates with. And I think the system of having to like buy those with the in-game currency kind of mm -hmm. held it back from people playing it. Yeah, definitely. And and. But man, that that first playthrough is just a treat. Absolutely, it's an absolute fucking blast and, and just master of gameplay. So I, I agree. Ten ten is a good spot for that game. Mm. How do you feel about where Persona Five is? I think it can stay. Stay at number seven. I I think. I'm not sure how much I can say to you about that game without you having played it because most of my attachment to that game is like is very spoilery about characters and how characters like have to how there are different kind of qualities to these characters that are really relatable to me and just the whole the overall story like this rebellious narrative against like 
some shitty stuff in society and shitty people being in power. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it seems like a damn fine JRPG. <laughs> it is. It is yeah. exactly that. It is a damn fine JRPG. Although, but there's. I don't think there's much I can say about a damn fine JRPG to convince you that a damn fine JRPG deserves to be higher than seven on our list. Mm-hmm. Especially considering some of the games that are ahead of it. Agreed. How do you, I almost feel that eight and nine are good i would yeah i i think that's great even though like they have the same letters hire and pray yeah (laughs) really weird how that worked out (laughs) yeah yeah that is weird but but i think eight for pyre and nine for prey i think that's let's let's talk a little bit about prey because we haven't talked to that is that was an early this year game yeah prey fucking just creeped the shit out of me in 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 it made me play a game in, in completely like different ways than I expected to play a game. And it has stuck with me way more than I expected it to. Like there's a lot of just tremendous moments and tremendous environments to just explore. And, and I loved going around that whole space station and, and, and you go there the first time and you, you check it out and you're all kind of, cautious because you don't know what's around the corner that might try to kill you uh or what crazy ass thing that you've never seen before and then so then you explore it and you do what you got to do but you are constantly unlocking things in the way that you want to it's entirely up to you uh in part of it drove me crazy of like i wish i could unlock everything but you really had to pick and choose of what you think is the most valuable things to unlock. And I, I think the whole play more human or play more alien and the way that kind of transformed the whole world around you is and just phenomenal. You know, in addition to that, the play more human, play more alien kind of thing and what it actually means in this story. And like, I we've already done a spoiler cast of this and it was an early this I think we can go into spoilers here like the whole oh, yeah, the 100%. whole the whole game is about uh, is kind of a study on you as a character and you the character you're a fucking alien yeah it's the whole are. the whole game is a study of your behavior and that's I think that is fucking insane that they managed to pull that twist off yes Yes, and I love the whole like going outside of the space station into actual space, you know, and kind of flying around and exploring out that way too. That was great. And when you would find characters in this game of like, well, are you good or bad? Because there's very few people left alive on this space station. So what's your story sort of thing? And the oh, writing, man. man. Some of the game. writing in those emails. Yeah, it's phenomenal. This is... I'm just going to fucking say, I think Prey is the most underrated game of the generation so far. Like, too many people slept on this game, which is unfortunate. You know? It was a busy you know, year, man. It was. A- it was. It really was. It, you know? But, but Prey is an experience that that I, I think of a lot from this year. How about, how do you feel about where Uncharted 
versus Life is Strange is. Because mm. they're at five and six right now. We finished Life is Strange before the storm. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking great. That last episode. Yeah, let's how you, let's how we you can, thought. let's talk loosely about that last episode without spoiling it. We can do a spoiler cast later. Yeah, but I think Life is Strange Before the Storm episode three highlights one of the things that I I relate to so much in that sometimes in life you aren't presented with any good choices and you have to fucking choose and commit to it and you have to deal with those consequences even though you you might not think you deserve them you might not think that it's fair but it's what you what you have to do because if you there is no option to not to choose you have to choose to do something mm-hmm. and not i feel like the choices in that really highlighted that sometimes you're just dealt a really shitty fucking hand yes there were some absolutely gut-wrenching decisions in that final episode. I mean, throughout the whole damn thing, but that final episode of like, there is no good choice. And if I choose one side, that's going to have very bad consequences for the other side too. You know, I almost feel that life is strange before the storm is better than life is strange. Yeah. I think the writing is better. In- I, I 100% agree with you on that. And I think I think it's more I think it's better because it doesn't have the rewind mechanic. Yes, definitely. And it, it, it makes you truly think of like shit. Like, Am it, I making the right call or not? It might have limited what they can do gameplay wise, but as a story and an impact to the player, it is it is so much more powerful when you have to fucking choose. Yes. And you don't get to see the other side and go, eh, I don't know about that. And then rewind, choose the other one. I agree with that. And I just felt like the characters were really just well done. I know a lot of them are in the main game too, but I loved their backstories too that you see. And I just felt like I cared about the characters just a lot more in this one. Even just some of the more outside characters. You know, more, I cared about them more than I cared about Nathan Prescott or something from from the first season. Um, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy is a fucking great game. After the open world section, I think the open world section is good and it serves a good narrative purpose. But after you get through that. I think the story ramps up. I think the gameplay ramps up. I think the puzzles, you know, become very, very well done. And that whole, I, I don't even know, maybe four or five hours left of that game is just top notch Uncharted and has some of the best Uncharted moments in it. But it is Uncharted 4. Again. Pretty much. I could totally see Life is Strange going above Uncharted. Yeah. The only thing that has me conflicted with that, I feel like Uncharted, while being Uncharted, is a more complete game. Like, it has has more to it Mm -hmm. than Life is Strange. Uh, I just, I'm having a hard time justifying just because of the writing of Life is Strange being superior. I'm not... I, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable swapping those two. Okay. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. I mean, it's 
Life is Strange is just about writing. Mm-hmm. It's about moments. Uh, but Uncharted has good writing and good moments. And then it has some solid gameplay on top of it. So I, I see where you're coming from I mean, there. It has one of my most favorite Uncharted moments in, in where that uh, Chloe discovers that this little trinket that she's yes. had actually belonged to her father. And then she realizes how close her father got to what she's going after. Yeah, that that that's one of my favorite moments too. And when people talk about Uncharted: The Lost Legacy and what's the best moments from that, they talk about like the elephant scene a lot, which I think is a good moment. Um, but I think those moments were done better in The Last of Us and Uncharted Four. And that scene there that you just talked about is the thing that I go to all the time with that game. It has a solid twist to it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I honestly did not see Sam being in this game at all, so I thought that was that was a good twist there. Yeah, um, and I, I thought the way it did Chloe and Nadine's relationship was just very well done. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. It's okay. All right, so I think Near stays at number four, and we've talked plenty about Near, mm-hmm. and we'll talk more about it later once we both finished that game. Yes. So let's sort out the top, man. Oh, God. See, I was even conflicted with these these games. Like, I... my If you look at my list right, there, right now, like, my top four is the same as this top four uh, with Nier, yeah. Wolfenstein, Hellblade, and Horizon. And between Hellblade, Horizon, and Wolfenstein 2, they all are so... such different games with such like kind what different messages and it's it's really hard man i'm saying i'm saying it right now like each each of these games would be their game of the year if they had their own space it is and i find it funny that you had them in this order and i had them completely opposite (laughs) i had it wolfenstein hellblade and horizon Mm -hmm. or you had horizon hellblade and wolfenstein yeah i see like i could fucking go back and forth on this so so many times this is what i just wrote down one moment i was like okay you're gonna write this shit down and this is where it's gonna fucking stick don't fucking think about it anymore but now that i have to think about it more (laughs) it's 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 fucking with me man oh god yeah So, so yeah go ahead I was just going to say, you know, coming down to like Horizon, Zero Dawn and Wolfenstein, just looking at those two games quick. Horizon Zero Dawn is probably the best video game, if that makes any sense. Like it's this huge, beautiful open world. It has some fun quests. It has great combat. It has a good main story and it's a world that was just filled with so many fun things to see that I loved. Whereas Wolfenstein two is a little bit more of a slimmed down experience, but it, it is a slimmed down, just action packed fucking blowing your mind for 10, 12 hours. I just think those 10 to 12 hours were so strong from start to finish for me with just so many like, oh my God, I cannot believe they're doing this sort of things. Uh, and I just thought the gameplay in this was tight. I know a lot of people are saying, well, it's not as good as the new order. And I think 
I think it, you know, if you do a Wolfenstein three, the gameplay is where you just need to try to balance it out a little bit more because Wolfenstein one, I felt was balanced in a good way where you could stealth your way through almost everything where in this game, I felt like it's much harder and you had to, to do that. And you had to play almost like a doom sort of way of just fucking guns, blazing action packed, shoot them up sort of thing. But that shit's good. That shit's real good. You know, I mean, there's, uh, there are a few things that feel better than holding two chain shotgun, like basically three barrel shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> and just fucking mowing people down a narrow hallway. Yeah. But then at, at the same time, I could flip it around with Horizon and go, man, it's super satisfying to go fight like a storm. What are they? Stormbirds or whatever. Uh, Thunderjaws. Thunderjaws. But then the big gigantic fucking birds oh they're flying around there's storm something i believe but like between thunder jaws and those that's a hell of a fight and that's a battle that'll take you fucking 15 minutes to get through and you're constantly having to 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 think you know just snap your fingers and make a decision sort of thing and be on your toes because if you're not for one split second that could be the end potentially you know it just is it's just thrilling fucking hunt and combat scenario that that is just exceptional you know and all three of these games i'm gonna include hellblade in this have some of the best main characters in video games ever yeah i I agree i think the way that machine games managed to write bj blaskowitz was something that like i've not seen in a first person shooter especially not a first person shooter that has that kind of surface value to it where it's like oh yeah we're going to kill some goddamn nazis i don't think that 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 is the best rendition of like the best most humanizing way you can put like just this nazi killing machine and you realize it, like Dude, these fucking characters you play, they're they're not just fucking killing machines. They they can have fucking human feelings and emotion and it's it's it was yes. relie- it was relieving that they didn't just resign BJ to being a Nazi killing machine. Yeah, definitely. And and even some of the side characters I think are really well done and in that game specifically, like one moment I just love is when God, I'm, I'm blanking on their names. Uh, but when you meet the first resistance group mm-hmm. with the, with the black lady, the leader or whatever in, in her partner, I guess, and they get back on the, on the ship and he's like, Oh my God, you have a working shitter pretty much. And he's just going on about how the shitter works. And it, I just love that moment. Like it, it's a moment that'll make you laugh, but it's also like a very, a human moment mm-hmm. of like man we haven't had this forever and you have it and i can finally take a nice shit sort mm-hmm. of thing I, I just thought i'm like man this is this is great i love that stuff the one thing with horizon though is i think aloy is great i think her backstory is great I, she doesn't have any supporting cast though like that's, exactly that's like everybody around her i just thought was not like not interesting i think silas is the most interesting character other than her and i think silas is an interesting character that we're gonna have to explore should horizon get some dlc i mean not dlc uh get a sequel uh i think in the dlc the frozen wilds it does expect it does uh explain a little bit more about silas but actually kind of makes him a little bit even more mysterious Mm -hmm. 
but like some of the actual like characters aren't the best in horizon but i think some of the like tribes and stuff mm-hmm. are interesting there that goes along with the world yeah the way they built that good. that that whole world and like the story of like what happened before that world became what it is is something like there are some characters in that that you can do a little bit of observation there about like what kind of people these were and what they mm-hmm. were trying to prove and it's mm, i think god this is so hard and then hellblade dealing with that and that this whole journey trying to because of your slain lover and it's dealing with your own problems while you're on this journey and just learning to let go of all of that and to be okay with who you are it i think there's some there's something really valuable in that too yeah the message in hellblade is 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 very on point and i mean from top to bottom that game's great i mean People like to point at the mental illness thing, and I think it is great. I love the way that they tackled it, and I love that you know they just went in a bold direction and said we're going to tell a story that really people don't tell, you know, in video games like this. And in applying that to all the different situations that you had to be in, in, in situations that were terrifying and uncomfortable and you're like as a player i was like man i don't want to do this right now like i just it feels weird and there's all these voices going on and oh i'm like i I don't know about this but then you as a player have to push through and and then that pushes the character through to get you know to make her better and, and to push through her problems and Man, I just love sort of stuff like that in video games. When when video games can make you feel in that way, I just think they are the most powerful medium to tell a story in. You know? Yeah, because it it gets you involved. Like the the whole 100%. idea of a video game is to have your interaction and have you you are behind it. You are the driving force. Like you have to push it forward. It doesn't just happen for you. It's, I think that's that's the most powerful thing a video game can do is get, is make you feel involved in it. Yeah, and when it comes to you know animations and and uh, you know acting and, and voice acting and stuff, I think Hellblade is the top. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, un- like Uncharted: The Lost Legacy probably has better acting and animations, but Hellblade delivers. You know, with Melina, just delivers such a just a raw uh, performance that I think takes it up to a whole other level. Yeah, and if we're going to talk also technically, I think as a technical achievement, that audio in Hellblade is the yeah, it is the greatest thing I've ever experienced with a set of headphones on. Like yeah, that. and. It is. Yes. It was. It's the most immersive I've felt as a result of just audio design and how they how they managed to. I I haven't really read into the technology they used, but like it feels like it's going on all around you and also kind of inside you a little bit. It, yeah, like you can tell when they're like closer to you, but then they're all going around you. And dude, if you don't play this game with headphones, like you're completely fucking up. There is absolutely no other way to play this game. You know? 
the one thing and even you know just with the voices and all that stuff and the voice acting but even some of the music sometimes is great in this game and in some of the combat situations and that's the only thing i think with hellblade where i feel you know if we're going to kind of point some some holes in some of these top three games that we're talking about like the combat in hellblade is good but it definitely does not stand up to say Wolfenstein or Horizon Zero Dawn. It serves a purpose. Uh, but then I felt towards the end of the game, uh, some of the combat situations, like they just threw a different combination of stuff at you and just kind of threw the number up. In some of those situations, like that was supposed to happen and like you were supposed to fail. But then even some of the ones where you weren't supposed to, I just felt like they just fucking went on and on some of them towards the end of the game, which I thought was was frustrating and just kind of killed the flow of it a little bit. So that's the one thing with me with, with Hellblade. I mean, otherwise it's a pretty perfect game i mean there are some there are some scenes in that game just some like iconic visual scapes once you get to helheim i i feel that are like just i i have not seen things epic like that like that it was epic in the way that god of war can be epic sometimes but i feel like the style in this game really enhanced that like there are some moments i'm not sure if you remember like where you're walking on these giant bodies with these arms connected and stuff like that they're like that is just looking back on that and then like the final area where you meet hella herself just seeing that whole thing that like some some of those scenes were just epic as hell agreed but we have to order these games tyler So is so you have Horizon is is number one with what we came together. Is Horizon your overall game of the year? If you were to throw every single video game in, every single video game, yeah. Um, hold on, let me let me check because like it's hard to tell. Like I can't. It's honestly for me right now a four way tie between our top four for my game of the year. I cannot like fucking choose for the life of me. You ask me a different day. I mean, I threw yeah. Mario Odyssey up there, maybe. But I had Wolfenstein too on the top of our list for you know best PlayStation games, but it's my third favorite game of the year. Uh, just thinking, think, 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 think. So, if I were to reorder this right now, just after we're talking. I'd say Hellblade, Wolfenstein, Horizon. I could be okay with that. Because I think I could. I I feel just that Hellblade does things I haven't seen before with video games, like Mm -hmm. just just the way that it's designed and like the the whole struggles like the different like how it goes from epic to personal and stuff like that and wolfenstein does that too but i think hellblade gets even more personal just because it's exploring one character mm-hmm. in her mind it's i feel it it hits more especially I, I feel like one of the areas that it really shines is uh the trials of odin on that island with the different runes that you have to oh yeah that was challenges i feel like that was a great exploration of senwa as a character and i feel Mm -hmm. like senwa is my favorite character this year yeah she's 
probably mine too. And I think the way off, I think definitely between Hellblade and Wolfenstein too, the way they deal with certain themes that video games don't really do. I think they just do them so smartly that that it makes them stand out, you know? Don't get me wrong. Like Wolfenstein 2 put more of a smile on my face, but Hellblade Mm -hmm. made me think more. Agreed. Yeah. I never wanted to play Hellblade. If that makes any sense, because I was just like, this is the heavy game to play. You know, I never felt like, oh, man, work, work real hard today. I want to come home and play Hellblade. But I did. And every time I was just completely fucking blown away by it. I mean, it is a heavy experience to get through, but I think it is so worth it in every way. And I think another thing I think Hellblade does that I think video games need to look at this and other publishers need to look at Hellblade as an example of this game was what $30 yeah when it came out and and they treated this game like a triple A game but they kept their budget under control and it was a much smaller game to where they only need to sell you know a way smaller amount of copies to become profitable to move on to their next project you know I think video games can look at that and, and go you know maybe we don't want to make a, a small small like indie sort of experience but we don't want to blow it out with these gigantic tr- budgets that AAA games have but there's a space for that and Hellblade definitely showed that <laughs> I am fully okay calling Hellblade the best PlayStation game in 2017 yeah and just looking at this list man this is a list that makes the best games of the generation like each of these games has a place on like maybe a top 25 games of the generation oh yeah definitely like some of these are all timers in my opinion Mm -hmm. and And just to have that many in one year is crazy yeah I mean, these are just PlayStation games. We didn't even throw in Nintendo in here, which has Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, Those are my top two games with Zelda taking. I just think Zelda is just, you know, if video game publishers are going to look at Hellblade as like, oh, well, we can do this smaller sort of AAA experience, then I think open world game developers really need to look at breath of the wild because it's exactly how i want to play a an open world game of just the whole thing is just your playground and you figure it out you discover it all on your own and we're barely going to tell you anything about it and it had fantastic gameplay to it as well uh, i loved all the, the shrines and everything that i did they were they made me think and I love the way I, I felt like I was progressing through that world. It was it was it was a treat for sure. But Super Mario Odyssey, that wins it, that, the award for just the most damn fun fucking video game of the year. <laughs> yeah, like there was not a moment in Super Mario Odyssey where I wasn't just fucking smiling. Like exactly, like a goddamn like I had I had the biggest shit eating grin ever playing that game. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, me, me, me too. I mean, that, that game is a treat and gameplay wise is just one of the best. Mm. And it's so creative, too. Um, but, but, wait, hold, hold on. Just just before we get into it, let's let's just review uh, our top 10 here mm-hmm. um, yeah. before we get into games that aren't on here because they aren't PlayStation games. Um, so at number 10, we have Next Machina. At nine, we have Prey. Eight is Pyre. Seven is Persona 5. Six, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Five, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Four, Near Automata. Three, Horizon Zero Dawn. Two, Wolfenstein 2. And at number one, we have Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, man. Awesome. What a list. God damn. Now I have to go right... Like, so, now that we're getting into games that weren't on PlayStation or just didn't might might not have made our list either, I guess. Uh, like I got into some PC gaming this year, man. Yeah. Like I in a way, like I don't think I've played this many PC games this year. Like I so let, let me just go over some of them. Like I, I played uh I played fucking Endless Space was the first one I picked up this year. Uh, it's a kind of a 4X strategy game, kind of like Civilization in Space. Um, I fucking adore that game. It does a lot of cool things about like structuring societies and putting people in power to shape the way that your culture goes. I, I think that, that that was a really fun game to play. It's a long. It has a long tail to it. Um, let me think. What else do I? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, other PC games. Divinity Original Sin 2. Fucking yeah. 80 hour game. And it has its own like kind of game maker mode in it, like a game master mode where you like bait, where you can use their tools to create like levels and stuff like that. Mm. And like, mm, that, that's a thing I want to explore in 2018 is that. I feel like that game would have been talked about. I mean, it should have been talked about because how good it is you know review wise and in whatever way we were saying but also like i think that game would have generated way more buzz if it was on console at the same time you know yeah i they're probably gonna release a console version yeah, of that game probably mm. and i guess yeah i it was the switch's year this year also man mm-hmm one, it was one of the games that might make so games were so good this year i started listing all the games that i liked from this year and i came up with like a list of 32 games so far i've only been able to narrow it down to 20 because i'm trying to put together my own like personal top 10 but i might just end up publishing publishing a top 20 yeah i want to give a shout out to uh to Cuphead. I didn't finish Cuphead on Xbox, but man, I you know, getting through the first whole area, like there's three areas. I've gotten through the first one. I've dabbled into boss fights in the second world, but what a fucking video game. Not only like everybody points to the art style of that game and that. Yes, the art style is phenomenal. There is nothing like it ever. And it is a treat to just watch. But that game is also a blast to play. It is 
one of my favorite. I think it's better to play by yourself because there's less going on on the screen. I mean, there's already a lot going on, but you know, you add another player in there. That's a lot to, to handle. But if you do play by yourself, you'll just be fucking laughing all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is a treat to play with another person just because it's just it's goofy. It's it's like in you you uh, you sit there and you go fuck because you see how far you made it. You're like, damn, we we almost got it. We can get it. And then the next time goes and that that run didn't go so well. But the whole time you have a smile on your face. It's a blast. I, I, you know, Xbox needed something this year. It needed buzz towards the end of the year. And Cuphead was that game. Uh, but man, I kind of wish it was on PlayStation four as well. Cause I just wish more people could experience Cuphead. Mm. Yeah. That's a, that's a game I, I need to go back to. Uh, yeah. Like I need to actually go back and play. Like I think I'm pretty sure I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. Oh man. Um, yeah, it's good. So, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, did I did I talk about PUBG at all? Like PUBG on PC. No. Like, where's I've, PUBG I've, sit for you? I've I've been playing that on early access, and it recently had a release, like an official release. So, right now on my overall list, which is subject to change, I have it at one, two, at number seven. Of all, all my games, and I think it's what my favorite multiplayer experience this year. I think it's it's really intense for me. Like I feel like as a military sims go, it's it does that. Like it does combat. Like it's probably how I'd feel about combat. Like I have never been in combat, but that's it's the most. It's the scariest combat I've ever been in because holy yeah. shit, like you've invested like 20 or 30 minutes into this game and then you're finally hearing shots come at you and you don't know from where and you're just trying to take cover and find out where the person is shooting you from and how you can get an angle on them or if they're moving around, like how they're how they could possibly flank you. It's like there's so many things going on in your head when you're playing that and there's like moments of panic and stuff that could get you killed and it, it's it's a loop that has you saying like one more game, just one more fucking game. I need to get my chicken dinner. Mm-hmm. And i I think it I think that game is really special on PC. I don't think it works on console, but if you do play PC games, that's that's one you you've got to play. You just have yeah. to. I think it is insane. I was watching Monday Night Football yesterday. Yeah. And I saw a commercial for PUBG on Xbox and I'm like, I get it. PUBG's huge. That's a, probably the biggest thing you have for this year. But should you really be advertising it? <laughs> it's so broken on Xbox. Yeah, I had but to hey, qu- people, people got to know what to get into. So. I had to quit that game on Xbox because fucking I I loaded in like I landed on the island on the military base. I found an M416. My game fucking crashed as I picked that up. So I was mm. like, come on, reboot. I can get back into a game because if you boot up again you can, and if you're still alive in that game, you can load back into your into that game and just take control of your character again. Otherwise, they just they're just standing there waiting to die. So I do that. I get back in. I take about like 10 steps. Game fucking crashes again. Man. Like, 
I mean, I, I had like two rounds where none of that happened at all, like before, mm-hmm. before that. And I was like, okay, this game, I mean, it doesn't work the same way that PC does. And some of the shit, I, I just don't like how it works. Uh, but like, it's, it's a functional game. And then at that point, it's like, once I got to the crashing and shit, I was like, you know what? I need to put this the fuck down and play a game that's, com- that's more complete. And that's when I went over to Fortnite Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Hopefully they can get around to fixing it soon. Because if not, then that just sucks. <laughs> sucks for a lot of people involved there. I mean, allegedly it works better on Xbox One X, but that really fucking sucks for me who has a launch Xbox One. Yeah, me too. Me too. Although... Frank, I got me a 4K TV. Oh, did you? Yeah. So what I did, I gave my TV that I had to my parents for Christmas because they needed a new TV. It was perfect for what they needed. So I gave them that, went and got a, at Best Buy, they had a 43-inch Samsung smart TV too on sale for $330. And I was like cool <laughs> that's what i want it is absolutely perfect but too but does it have hdr yes it has hdr okay. too. just just making sure you didn't make yeah. that mistake nope i saw it i saw it smart tv 4k hdr it's all the price i'm like give me it was like the quickest tv buying experience ever mm-hmm. just because i'm not i i know there's better 4k tvs out there but i just was not looking at spending you know a lot of money on it so mm. it, it's it's cool the only thing is i don't have a pro i don't have xbox one x so but, i can't really play video games in uh 4k but playing on ps4 it does hdr yeah at least yeah. and it really does make a difference like oh, i was playing some yeah. destiny 2 last night i'm like wow this this is cool and even just you know 1080p hdr shit's tight Mm. so yeah and i did so the only thing that sucks is like if you want to do netflix it costs three dollars more a month but you but they do have a decent amount of shows in 4k so that that was cool too oh so eventually we'll probably upgrade eventually but the thing that sucks is it's either you upgrade to the pro and I know the Pro isn't like true 4K, but it still is cool. But it doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. But if you want that, you could go with the Xbox One S. But if you're going to spend the money to upgrade, you might as well just go to the fucking X. But that's more expensive. And it's like, ah. Mm. It's a whole bundle of situations. But Did I talk about... That's besides the point. <laughs> Game of the year. <laughs> yeah. Did I talk about a Battle Chef Brigade at all? Uh, I think you did a few weeks ago, but yeah, like that, that's a game that's making like that's currently in my top 20. I think that's, it's, it's a very fun mix of like side scroller combat and fucking puzzle game. I think, I think it deserves a spot in my top 20 and it's, I, I've just had a a lot of fun with it. It's, it's just a super fun game and it has cool characters. Mm. I like it. To me, uh, shout out to Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. You know, that's probably 
the best cooperative experience from the year. That game is a blast to play with friends. It's not like a, oh my God, this is amazing sort of game, but it can have some moments. It feels like an action movie sometimes with the way certain things might unfold. It's like, fuck, that was just awesome the way that that just happened. Yeah, and then the game turns around and fucking has the most teenage fucking dialogue. Yeah. See, I think it's awesome Like that it has that. It fits. No, no it's... <laughs> It is just, it is so bad. I, I don't know. It's so bad, it's good. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't flip that switch. It's just, it makes me feel shitty. Like, I'm like, god damn, like, couldn't they, like, who do they hire to write this? Like, and then yeah. I feel bad for saying that because I'm like, you know, someone fucking worked hard on this. But I'm like, really, this is the tone you were going for in this game? Yeah, it's a weird one with that stuff. There's some lines in there that I'm like, I've never heard this in a video game before, but Baby fuck it, makes why not? Three. Baby makes three. Shit balls. Fuck sticks. <sighs> Boy. Oh, man. It's a uh, fun game to play, though. It is. Um, holy shit, man. There's so much. Uh, shout outs to uh, some, some, some MMO stuff. Uh, Guild Wars 2 released their Path of Fire this year. And I'm just started in that on PC. Mm. I, I'm really interested to see what kind of new stuff there is there. Get into that new raid. Mm, baby. Oh, yeah. And just in video games in general, I think uh, I'd, I'd like to give a shout out over there to Danny O'Dwyer over at Noclip. His fucking documentaries this year. God damn, man. Like, it's one of a kind work. It is. It's truly something special, I think. There needs to be someone out there to tell stories like that, and he's been been killing it. Oh, man. So, Anything? Do we want to get in? No, no, go ahead. Uh, are there any other games that you want to talk about not on PlayStation? I don't think so. I mean, I think we touched most of them. Yeah. Mm. All righty, then. Cool. Well, let's dig into some of our other awards that we decided to come up with. Um, some of these have names. Some of them are, I, I don't know, they, the name of the category is just what it is. Mm-hmm. I added one. Yeah, yeah, I Should saw be an easy one. I saw that okay. one, and you see cool. I added something there. Oh, 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 oh yeah, cool. So, the first thing we're going to go over is the one thing we were most disappointed by this year. In video games, Tyler, you're 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 just going for the low hanging fruit right now, and I, I'm not sure if I appreciate that. But hey, go ahead, knock it I out mean, of the park, baby. It's it's <laughs> uh, it's teed up for you. It it really is. But I mean, it's pretty obvious. But Mass Effect Andromeda, like, there's some cool aspects of this game, but it's definitely not what it should have been. It's definitely not the quality that Mass Effect. Uh, had and you know the storytelling was iffy the animations obviously were iffy the gameplay was neat um some of the exploration and side quests and all that stuff just totally felt like busy work and it was not not when you think about mass effect you think of those first three games and just memorable moment after memorable moment 
Uh, this game doesn't really have as many, and when they are good, they're just nowhere near as good as those first three games. But you know, some of the people in your crew are are cool as well. You know, I enjoyed some of their backstories getting into them. It's not an awful game. Like, I think I like it a little bit more than most people on average. But even it still leaves me with a lot of disappointment. Yeah, because when you think Mass Effect, you think like top dog, like this should be going for fucking game of the year contention sort of thing. And it definitely did not hit where it should have. I mean, I I enjoyed that game and I I think it got like cut up in a way that a fucking meme culture ruined that lot (laughs) on the Internet. Like, yeah, people just bashed the fuck out of Mass Effect Andromeda and. Well, some of the criticisms were fair. I think it got like blown out of proportion, like how they actually impact the enjoyment of playing the video game. And it's like, I, I think some of, I think there are moments in that game where the writing shines. And I, I think it's, I think the characterization and the interaction and the relationships are good. Learning about different characters is good. I think just, I think the internet just took one aspect of the game and just fucking ran it into the ground. Yeah, I mean, the internet is good at doing that, but you know, it's just a shame that this is what we're going to be left with with Mass Effect for the foreseeable future. Like, this is the last thing we get from it, and that this was kind of could potentially be the end. You know, I think we'll see Mass Effect in the future, but. You never know with EA. Time for my disappointment, baby. Yeah. And I think everyone, if you've been listening to the show, especially back in like the November time frame, you'd, you'd get this coming across from me. My biggest disappointment this year was Call of Duty World War II's campaign. <laughs> and the reason that is, is because it says absolutely nothing about war. No. <laughs> It is some fucking broy ass fucking adventure through Europe where you do these epic ass things that don't fucking happy happen in war. It fucking glorify it glorifies this all this shit that actually doesn't happen. Like most people fucking die in war. Like you're just hoping to get back alive and it doesn't even fucking it doesn't do that. Like the there's only like one character in your squad who fucking dies and it's the most like it's it's some sort of fucking sacrifice shit that makes him out to be some sort of hero or something. When in fact, like there isn't really any heroism in war. Like it's not that him staying behind, like after being wounded and not being able to carry for carry on. Like, sure. That's you might want to call that a hero's death, but like it's, it's, there's nothing like glorious about it. It's fucking, it's horrible. Like fucking war is terrible, but this game just refuses to say anything about war and it refuses to say anything about the stakes of war until like it fucking tries to cram it in, in the epilogue. And like, I feel like it didn't fucking earn that at all. Like trying to say that kind of stuff with the concentration camp scene at the end. I don't think like having that just jammed in at the end felt wrong to me. Oh yeah, for sure. Those characters were not the greatest. The, the writing wasn't great. You know, I, I said it when the game came out, I was like on board, you know, I thought it started pretty well with D day. I liked it in, in the change of like, you don't have regenerating health and campaign. I thought it was a cool change to call of duty. 
And then you hop on an AA gun and destroy 20 planes. And I'm like, sure, this is what this is going to be. And yeah, then it just went down the what you just talked about of course you're going to be able to take fuck taking on tanks like two or three on one yeah you're going to have one tank and then take on like two or three tanks on your own yeah of course you're going to just chase a train on a jeep and then dive in front of it and survive People, uh, I've seen some lists where it's like that train sequence. That's one of the best sequences of the year. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, Call of Duty has had a lot of moments like that that blow every single that train sequencing in Call of Duty that blow it out of the water. And that sequence was so absurd. I just completely threw my hands up in the air. I'm like, this is fucking. St-. It's a bunch. It's a bunch of like fucking Hollywood bullshit in there. Like that. That's that's a total Hollywood bu- bullshit scene that I don't necessarily need in a video game. Yeah, like it. It could have been so much more than what it is, but it isn't. Like it had. I would say that game has one redeeming <sighs> mission, and it's quite obvious the one where you go undercover in in the Nazi base in Paris. Or is it Paris? I'm pretty sure it's Paris. Yeah. But yeah, yep, yep, it's, yeah, like that's the one redeeming mission in that game. But that's not enough to make me feel good about that campaign. And I was really disappointed in a year where video games had a lot to say. That game just had nothing. Yeah. Oh, Agreed. On to the coveted, well, not so coveted rubber ball. <laughs> yeah. What game, game did we bounce off the most? Yeah, uh, I I just spoke a lot. Do you want to? Do you want to lead this? Yeah, mine was just Pyre, and like I just said earlier, um, I don't think Pyre is a bad game. I think what it does is interesting, and you know, it has a beautiful art style. The the gameplay of the actual matches is very fun indeed. Uh, this game is just. If you play this game, I think you should just stick with just this game and just play it through. Uh, because I started, played first two, three hours, uh, went to play some other things that were coming out because 2017 was a very busy year, and I just could not come back to it. This is a very, very hard game to come back to, to me personally. But I think it is a good game. I, the other one that I almost put in here, and I talked about it last week. I only played 30 minutes of it. But it was Shadow of War. Oh, I yeah, just yep. was I, – I played the first 30 minutes. I was just like, fuck no right now. Just thing at system after system, and it's just like fucking hell. Ugh. Like they, they had something good with that, and – they just kind of kept piling shit on and i'll get back to it eventually to dive in given it's truly fair shake but man that opening 30 minutes i was just like fuck no i'm like this feels super stiff i'm coming from assassin's creed origins which i think character movement and climbing and all that stuff feels fluid and nice whereas shadow of war i'm just like moving this guy around is like fucking pushing a boulder up a hill and he never fucking jumps to where I want him to jump, man. Pissed me off. Yo, uh, like, uh, here, here's the thing about Shadow of War. It's like, there's so much shit. Like, there's all these different quest lines and shit that you have to keep track of and seeing what, like, where you should be on certain 
fucking level and stuff like that. And it doesn't explicitly say any of that, what level you should be for these quests or whatever. And then on top of that, it has so many fucking collectibles, like, mm-hmm. like just spread across the map, like... And some of those collectibles are cool and shit. And but then it has another series of quests that you have to do that unlock certain skills in your skill tree. So you can't like fucking yeah. get these certain modifications on your skill tree unless you go do these fucking side things. There's just so goddamn much of it. Like it, it, I don't know. Like that's games need to learn restraint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with Shadow of War, it's it's like if you were to mix an album you make sure all the levels are balanced, you know, that the guitar stands out well, the drums stand out well, vocals, but not everything overpowers something or you make certain moments pop really well. Whereas Shadow of War, they took all of those levels on the soundboard and just fucking turned them all the way up to the max and said, here you go. But yeah, you had that down originally, but then I you changed yours to something else. Yeah, I changed mine to Destiny 2 because as soon as I was done with that campaign and then I saw what the end what the end game was in quotation, so you can't see me, but like I was like, do I fucking feel like dealing with this shit again? Is this is just the original Destiny? This is just the same fucking thing I did before. Why would I fucking put myself through that again to get the same result of ultimately like maybe having a little bit of fun with it where it's fucking 2017 and I can go play some Doki Doki Literature Club or some fucking PUBG or something like I feel like Destiny 2 was a game where like they want you to fucking come back and play all the time. But I can't I can't do that. Like if you're going to have an MMO like game, it needs to be supported. Like it needs to have the content support and all like it needs to have the stuff of an MMO behind it to make me want to play it like an MMO like they want you to. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's like just kind of too much good stuff out there that if you're just not feeling something, just play something else, man. Get the fuck out. It's totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we have the Golden Fish Hook Award of the game that just grabbed us the most this year. Wouldn't let us go. And this could be anything. This doesn't have to be a 2017 release. I think what you put down is extremely obvious if anyone was listening to this podcast earlier in the year yeah early this year i man i had some i had some nights consecutive nights of playing stardew valley i know that's that's a last year game but stardew valley man i i played like so many goddamn hours i i looked at my save and i have like i have 200 hours in my one farm in stardew valley and i don't i I didn't need to play 200 hours of stardew valley and there were other games i should have probably played that i like i didn't play gravity rush 2 probably because of stardew valley and like maybe that maybe i would have liked that game who knows we will ne- we'll probably never find out, like, unless I go back and play that game. But looking at 2018, it doesn't look like I'll have time for that either. Uh, but, man, I should not have played as much Stardew Valley as I did. Just there's this loop. There's this thing w- where at the end of the day, numbers go up and I'm just addicted to that dopamine rush in my brain. And it's horrible. And it's it highlights everything that's wrong with 
with video games and looking ahead i hope 2018 doesn't turn into 20 crate teen yeah. because <laughs> they will that's that's a thing that could very much just like 2017 is well on its way to like everyone wants to monetize and then people learn how to do it well and they fucking hook me and they somehow manage to take a thousand dollars out of my bank account because i want a certain character item i i am very scared of what 2018 might hold with microtransactions like if they get them if they get them to a point where it's actually like addicting to me to the point where i do irresponsible things yeah i think we'll see a lot of a lot of developers and publishers trying to balance that a lot more because we saw the the people the developers and publishers that pushed it too far so we'll see we'll see with that um the game for me was assassin's creed origins and i say this in like a really weird way of like this game it kind of like it called me up and it said hey i'm not gonna let you hang out with anybody else until you you're done with me and i'm like fine whatever and i i just would not let myself play anything else in in good and bad ways like i was enjoying myself playing this game some of the writing later on got way better in the side quests and same with the main story some of the boss fights were really good but then at the same time a lot of it did feel a little bit like the Ubisoft busy work sort of stuff, you know, where I was just like, I don't, I don't just don't feel like doing this right now, but it just would not let me play anything else. And so I, I very much enjoyed myself. And then at times I did not for sure, but it was the game that was just like, now nah, you are not playing anything else right now. I'm like, okay, thanks bro. I'm not sure if I had any other real contenders for this. Yeah, me either. Because I, I, 2017 has been a year where I need to just, I need to play a game and move on. I need to play a game and move on to the next game. Like, I, I haven't really been able to, like, sit down and just maybe even replay games. And there are some games that I want to replay, including some stuff from our next category. Yeah. You added this one. I did. This one's the feels. Which game made you feel in good or bad ways this year? Mm. I think both of us had feelings about Life is Strange. Yeah, that, that that's the one for me where I was like, I just felt all sorts of different things the whole time playing this game. You know, not just, you know, specific moments or whatever. It's just the whole time. It either would put a smile on my face or I almost cried or was sad, you know, all over the place with just a lot of just great moments because the writing in that game is just exceptional. In the music in Life is Strange, I mean, it was good in the first game. I loved it in this game. Like some of the, the music that they add to just make scenes even greater. It's was great. I was surprised at like some of the stuff in the last episode. I think it was like during the credits. I think I, I forget the name of that song, but I was surprised they got like fucking licensed music in there. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause that's something you don't see in video games very often. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's just certain moments, you know, if you've played the first season that 
because this is a prequel, you kind of see how they yeah you unfold. know you know where this road is going. Yeah, and you're like, damn. All right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that 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 was the game for me. The other one I have is Mass Effect Andromeda because Mass Effect Andromeda made me just ups and downs all over the fucking place of like, man, I really liked that. You know, that, you know, the first, um, God, what, what are they? Angora. Or no, the, no, um, like the, the weather system sort of shit that you do. Oh, uh, God, I'm blanking on, on what they're called. But the first one that I ended up doing, I was like, man, this is so fucking awesome. And I, I loved it. I was completely enthralled with it. But then there's just so many other moments where I'm just like, man, that line, that delivery of that line was real fucking corny and real bad. Or the writing here is just not good. Or this side quest is just terrible. And there's a lot of just ups and downs all over the place with that game to me those were the two um so i put down i i hate to fall into like there are certain traps when you're putting together like game of the year sort of stuff and one of those traps is like the recency (coughs) kind of thing the like playing a game recently having stronger feelings about it but goddamn doki doki literature club i played it last night from 10 until 4 in the morning I played Doki Doki Literature Club. Like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. So, there, you you go, you join this literature club, and it, like, I think what what gets me in the feels here is that it deals with a lot of relatable things like depression, anxiety, um, like, feel, like, look body shaming like feeling like you you aren't good enough or feeling like you're you fuck you're fucking everything up like there are certain things like with each character where and this feeling like this need for control and kind of stuff like that like there are these certain things that these characters like portray in that game that are super relatable relatable to me and also made me realize that man that's really shitty that i feel that way too and like, mm-hmm. like there, there are some things that that game says that revealed to me about myself that I'm like, man, I, I need, I need to take a deeper look at who I am as a person. And then the game fucking flips itself and breaks the fourth wall in a way where like one of the characters, you're like, oh God, I did not know you were this way. Oh my God. Like, what the hell have I been doing this whole time? What are you revealing to me here? It's... <laughs> It's a game that will shock you, mm-hmm. and uh, that, yeah, that's that's why it's up there for me in the feels. Shout out to Hellblade yes, and absolutely. Wolfenstein too. Those are two other fantastic games. They hit you with the feels. Mm-hmm. And Uncharted, Lost Legacy, and even Pyre in a way. If you if you've played it through, like the whole idea of oh, who's not everyone's going to make it out of this. Mm. Like, what's what? Are, am, who am I going to choose to go certain place? Like, I think Pyre does that thing well. Like, where where you have to make decisions about like what you're going to do with like the remainder of your group once people like. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it too much. Right. 
but like there's there's some stuff in there where it, it definitely hits me in the feels where I'm like, man, I, I, I really wish you were here right now, but mm-hmm. you're not. It's a good song. Incubus. You don't stop. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. You ruined it. You ruined the moment. Sorry. Speaking of moments, what are the most unforgettable moments this year for you? Oh, God. Let's, before I get to the ultimate winner, um, we discussed it earlier before Chloe's discovery in, um, in Uncharted The Lost Legacy of her, mm-hmm. like, her father's path and how, how far he got in his, in his search. Um, there's also plenty of stuff in Life is Strange. Like, there are plenty of moments in that where you have to make decisions and, that, like, just how those impact the, the world and your relationships yeah. with characters. Um, to me, it was uh, in the second episode. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there's a decision involving Drew. Mm-hmm. That that's the moment for me. That was just like the most gut wrenching. Where I just sat there for a while, and I'm like, I have no clue what to choose because both are just awful <laughs> and can lead to so many bad things. So, I, yeah, I yeah. think I think the the one in Life is Strange is definitely in the third episode where you have to choose a comfortable lie or a uncomfortable truth. Yeah. Yes. That that was a, a tough choice as well. Uh, I, I think one of the one of my favorite moments was in Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, uh, which was a story moment of when you find out what the Horizon Project was mm-hmm. and like what happened in the past and all that stuff. That was really cool, and I really dug that a lot. And it gets better and better as you go on with that. I did not expect, like, well, they kind of hinted towards it, but, like, I was like, are they really going there with, like, who Aloy is? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, like, that was, that was insane. Yeah, that was a good moment. Man, I, before we, I, I think we, we should just go on here. Uh, so my moment is from Wolfenstein 2, and Wolfenstein 2 had a hell of a lot of moments. I mean, it could have its own category. Yeah. Could, <laughs> Which I think Giant Bomb acts, you know, with all their <laughs> stuff, they actually have, they have best moment or sequence, and then they have best Wolfenstein 2 moment or sequence, yeah. which I think is funny to, to bust it out, because it's deserving of it. Yeah, it's it has so much in there, and I... I th- the one that I chose, BJ gets a new body. That entire yeah. sequence from from the moment you're like, like there, this moment drags on like from like the moment you're like in your old childhood home, reflecting on your childhood and like that your your friend and you meet your father again in your in your home and you kill him. And you're captured, and then you're in the courtroom sequence of this fantasy of escaping and killing all the Nazis and being able to get free. And when you eventually do that, you see your mother again, and then you realize mm-hmm. that like this isn't this isn't a scene, like this isn't a thing that's actually happening. This is all in your mind. But the way that reveals that BJ is kind of 
he's a mama's boy and he just he doesn't want any of this violence he's so good at killing nazis but he wishes he didn't have to kill nazis that he didn't that none of this had to happen like that he he wants to rest he he doesn't want to kill nazis he has to kill nazis Mm -hmm. and then to wake up to being publicly executed and your friends knowing that this is going to happen have already planned for this catch your head and attach it to a nazi super body that they like they fucking stole or something and you have bj is revitalized with a new fucking body changes the game in a way like where instead of having extra armor you have extra health um, what is something happening over there? I'm hearing no. something on the line. What's? Um, I can hear you fine. Okay, something something weird happened to your mic there just for a moment. Um, yeah. I'll be able to fix it. Fixing the microphone. But man, yeah, it's. Yeah, I I think that moment is just the most batshit insane sequence of events. It's like. I the whole time you're wondering they're really how are they doing this you don't a video game doesn't do this to its main character like you don't just kill him off like this like mm-hmm. what the where does the fucking game go from here and then it goes there with the game that's yeah I'm gonna pull out another moment from Wolfenstein too and that's when you meet Hitler Oh, yeah, that's fucking bizarre. To audition for that play, and wow, what a what a thing. He's, like, puking everywhere. He's pissing on the floor. He's just murdering dudes when you are just like, okay, what's... You, you literally did not know what's going to happen next because they set him up as such an unpredictable, can-go-off-the-rails-at-any-moment sort of, sort of guy. And, and, you know, when you get into audition or whatever and you step into that room with that soldier and then you just fucking murder his ass damn and fucking hitler loves it yeah like even though you just you you just pretty much in any other context committed a crime in Mm -hmm. in the nazi world by killing a soldier but hitler fucking loves it so it's okay and you get the part and he kill and he just fucking kills the other actor without him having any kind of like any chance to even prove himself what a game. What a fucking game, man. Um, the moment to me was, uh, and it, Hellblade has a, a few of them, but there's a, uh, there's a sequence where you're kind of getting chased in the dark by something, and it's dark as shit, and you have to find your way through, and absolutely terrifying sequence. And especially, you know, you you have your headphones on, lights are out, and it's just you being immersed in this in this video game. That was like a holy hell. Like that that's the moment, you know, playing up until then, I was like, this game's really good. But that's the moment where it clicked with me of like, this is one of the best games of the year. Was was that right there? That that was a fantastic moment. Mm-hmm. Um I'd like to give a shout out to Resident Evil 7, that first dinner scene. Oh, yeah, that, that's Gruesome great. as hell. Mm-hmm. And then the scene with the police officer really early in the game. 
where he comes into the garage and he's facing you and then the axe goes through his fucking head. That's fucking insane. God damn. There's so many gruesome things like atmosphere wise. I think I think fucking Resident Evil 7 had like the most gross atmosphere, but it did it did disgusting in a good way. Like it's it was mm-hmm. just it was a very authentic, disgusting feeling being in that house. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the first time when you leave the Great Plateau in Breath of the Wild and you go, what now? Sort of thing. And you glide off and it's got real pretty music and that that's a really fucking great moment to me. And then the New Donk City ending. Mm-hmm. In Super Mario Odyssey is just perfect, just complete perfection. I actually, too, I won't really say what it is, uh, but the actual ending to this game, or at least the campaign sort of thing, is like wow, because there's a moment there where you're like, they're going to do this, they're doing, they're going to do this sort of thing. I cannot believe they're going to fucking do this. And how did I not see this moment coming? And it's great. Made me so happy. So happy. Game's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I I had to pause the game at that moment and just like I just had to laugh. Like mm-hmm. it was it was good. Oh man. Oh, I didn't even shout out earlier when we were talking about other games. Fucking Mario and Rabbits. Oh yeah, Mario and Rabbits. Mario and Rabbits was fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Fucking, I beat the shit out of that game, and I'm not a strategy person. And we were playing local co-op the other day, and we had to take out 20 enemies. And it was on a, we were playing on normal difficulty, and the map had a very interesting design to it. And it literally came down to one turn, and we lost mm. uh, because there was just so many enemies, and in the way that they were trapping us in, we worked our way out of it almost all of it and it was just like we needed one more turn and if we could have survived this one more turn we would have made it but we didn't i love that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. i'm sure that's you know i haven't played a lot of strategy games so i'm sure that's the thrill you get in say like XCOM or something yeah like i just needed one more turn i would have had it you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Shout out to I, I I feel like this game kind of would get a rubber ball for me, but Splatoon two, yeah. Splatoon two, you know it, it had a fun campaign to play through. I liked the multiplayer a lot, but I played it for a lo- a while, very quickly, and then just kind of I don't know. It's not calling me to come back to it like at all. <laughs> One of my favorite things I did this year was buy a racing wheel because mm. playing Grand Turismo Sport and. <laughs> Project Cars 2 on a racing wheel has really opened my eyes to what I what I like about those games and just the authentic feel of driving cars fast around a track is I I really enjoy that and I'm going to continue to play those games. Hey Frank. Mhm. I got Gran Turismo Sport. Oh, we should fucking play some Gran Turismo Sport. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't started yet. I, I installed it. But I picked that up too. And now our final category. Yeah. You added this. Explain it a little bit, too. Yeah, I just thought, let's talk about our shame game. What game are you ashamed to say? I didn't play this this year. 
I didn't play What Remains of Edith Finch. That's one for me, too. And I'm not sure if I'm in the emotional place to play that game right now. <laughs> yeah. Especially after, like, now play, having played uh, Nier, having played Hellblade, having played Doki Doki Literature Club, Life is Strange Before the Storm, I am emotionally exhausted right now. And I'm not sure if I can handle What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one for me. The other one for me is uh, Night in the Woods, which is kind of sort of the same thing. And, and one of our buddies, this is Night in the Woods is his game of the year. Uh, and what he was saying of it, I was like, that sounds cool. Like, I would like to experience that sometime because it seems neat. Mm. I like the art style of that game, too. Yeah. It's different. I think if there's any other shame games, uh, I didn't play Tacoma games. Yeah, I didn't play Tacoma either. I don't know if I would dig Tacoma, but I didn't play that. Hmm. I didn't play PUBG or Divinity Original Sin 2. I didn't play either of them. Mm-hmm. I so I it's I guess it qualifies as a shame game. I hardly like got into torment tides of numenera which is another like it's another classic rpg that released on playstation 4 this year but that's like i looked it up that's that's apparently it's only like a 30 hour game which i think might be manageable as classic rpgs go yeah but man man so many hours man what a year what a year indeed shit what a fucking year there's so many games that i i feel like i'm forgetting right now but I, if i if i just spent the time we'd be here all day mm-hmm. yeah well this was very fun hellblade playstation reports game of the year for 2017 man it has been a hell of a year i'm I don't know if 2018 can top it. I mean, I think that I think it would be fun maybe next week to to go over 2018 games, yeah. but yeah, I really don't know. I mean, this year was special. It really was. I mean, it was just constantly one week after another there was something exciting and, and new hell, and like, good. The range also, like it was like mm-hmm. from like the smallest games to like the biggest fucking blockbuster kind of things, like and new mm-hmm. IPs being released and just it's there's so much man that i love 2017 in video games so much i i hope there are better years ahead of us for video games but i would not be surprised if there isn't yeah i mean i don't think it's i I mean the two things that just kind of hang over video games is the whole like microtransaction loot box thing is really becoming kind of ridiculous and uh net neutrality could really fuck things over in a a bad way too you know I, i think there's still some some quality developers out there and publishers that are going to deliver great experiences so i i don't know if it's all doom and gloom but will the stars align like 
2017? I don't know. I, you know, there's very few years in video games that people bring up when they say, what's the best year in video games? And 2017 will absolutely be one of them. And you only get one of these every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So fucking enjoy it. There's only five more days left. Yeah. Soak it up. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) In a year where... I was lonely and a little bit broken inside. I I felt that video games helped uplift me a bit. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We survived Donald Trump's first year. Can we survive the next three? Can we? Who knows? Can it please be less than three? (laughs) I would love that. I think a lot of people would, but... And whatever. All those fucking motherfuckers wanted them. But hey, that's not the place for this. Yeah. Uh, I hope you all are taking care of yourselves. Yeah. Over this winter break. I know seasonal slash holiday depression is a thing. And, you know, just do what you can to take care of yourselves out there. Uh, we'll be back next week, as we said, with some 2018 preview kind of stuff looking ahead uh but until then be good to each other play your video games and stay saucy